Today's gospel is given to us right now, and I believe it's the Holy Spirit that's giving it to us. Right now, when we're all in isolation, right now, when we're all in our bubbles, right now, when we have to have social distancing, right now is when this gospel is given to us. It's not for no reason. It's important to see. What is he saying? It is the gospel where Lazarus is raised from the dead. What does this tell us? What are we to find in it? Well, there's all kinds of things that I see. The first thing is that this is the last of Jesus' signs before he goes up to Jerusalem for the crucifixion. If this is the last of his signs, He's there to tell us something very profound about Lent and Holy Week. But even more than that, he's there to tell us something very profound about what we are called to live. For we are called to live of what the disciples are called. And he did this for his disciples, for all those who would hear and see, so that they might know that he is the resurrection and the life. We're facing a world right now where fear of contagion has gone rife. Where some may say is exaggerated, others may say we're not taking it seriously enough. But one thing is for sure, it is very serious. Facing this world and this time where we are forced to have a more contemplative spirit, a spirit where we can see what's going on in our lives, where we could take time to meditate, where it's as if God is saying to the world, stop, stop, stop running around, stop. Take time. See who you are, where you have been. You have fallen short. You have fallen into a lukewarm state where all that matters is getting your stuff done. And I say, stop. Well, today in being given this gospel, let us look at it for it begins saying that Jesus will wait. You know, he's told that his friend is dying and it's one of his best friends. And he's troubled about it right away. But he doesn't go. He waits. For he knows that even this thing, the death of his friend, is going to be a sign. A sign that the Father will use in order to help all. And so he waits two extra days. When he arrives, what does he do? He meets Martha. Martha has this amazing role in this passage of being the one who is going to be the representative of faith. For she believes and she trusts. She said, if you were here, Lord, you could have saved him. Do you not know that I am the resurrection and the life? He who believes in me will have eternal life. Jesus immediately shows this first point to Martha. I think it's important for all of us right now is to see that this thing that's happening, 
this thing that's happening to Lazarus, this thing that's happening in the world today, it enters into God's providence. It enters into God's government. It's not that God wanted Lazarus to die, but in knowing that Lazarus would die, he allows it so that God might use it, so that all hearts might come to know that he is the resurrection and the life. And so to Martha, the one who comes forth with this act of faith, Jesus gives her guidance on how to see it, allows her intelligence to begin to understand, allows for the truth to begin to be perceived that all things are in God's hands and that she has nothing to be afraid of. How important that is. And she will learn this. But then there's the whole passage of Mary and Mary Magdala comes to Jesus and Jesus to Mary. And Mary is distraught, deeply distraught. For as with Martha, we saw this searching in faith to begin to understand what is going on and how is Christ in control and where is he leading us and how is he doing it? That is Martha. But Mary is just deeply distraught. Her heart is broken. Her brother has died. Joining with Mary, Jesus weeps. He weeps with us. He cries with us, he is lonely with us, he is isolated with us. I think of Jesus in the tabernacle, all alone right now. And he is in his isolation. And in our hearts, we remain united with him. We adore you, Lord, present in the tabernacle closest to us. We adore you, Lord, present in the tabernacle closest to us. We adore you, Lord, present in the tabernacle closest to us. He is alone like us right now. Like that with Mary Magdalene, he wept. He wept with her. He felt with her. He arrives before the tomb and it had been four days to show that it was really dead. He smelled by that time. They pull back the stone. He says, rise Lazarus. He tells them to untie him and to free him, let him go. And that is what Christ does. That's his whole point. That's where he's leading us. He's leading us into freedom. He's leading us so that we ourselves might be freed in his love. That is the salvation. And hopefully today, too, we begin to see that. Hopefully today, we're led back during this time to think through who we are, where we've been living, and start to see again God's providence working so that we might trust entirely in him and we might be led to lay down our life, lay down our hearts in prayer. That with Mary, with Mary Magdalene that is, we may love, cry, be lonely, be happy whatever the emotion is for that moment. That, but we may do it with Christ. We may see that right now, Christ is isolated. 
with us. That he might journey with us, walk with us during this time. That we might not be alone. That he might hold our hands. And then third, if he is coming to do all this that's happening in the world today, if he is doing all that we know that is going on, well, we have to understand that correctly, right? If this virus is coming around the world, it's not God's doing. God didn't choose this, didn't make it happen. We would speak in theology of his permissive will, not his active will. He allows it to happen, though, and he uses it in his government, just like he allowed Lazarus to die, and he uses that death in his government. It's like someone singing and they hit a false note. God didn't want them to hit a false note, but God uses that false note in order to make an entirely new symphony. Similar, God did not choose this virus, nor this isolation, but in seeing that it's happening, he will use it for his glory so that we might come, get on our knees, realize that we have sinned and fallen short of the law, that we have been running around like chickens with our head cut off, neglecting our souls, not coming back to him. And so he says, I'll take away all my sacraments. My grace will be enough, though. I will be with you. I will be isolated too. And I will weep with you. And I will lead you through that to an ever greater conversion. I will lead you through that to the way of truth and life. For he is the resurrection. We're living in good times. Even if it is in isolation. I hope that you're profiting from it. I hope that you're able to spend time getting closer to Christ, spend time reading, spend time studying. I really hope that you're able to pray the rosary every day or some form of real prayer where you're able to get closer to Christ, closer to God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.